0: That dream, that first Sunday, now, I wasn't there, so I couldn't tell you whether the story that he told about that guy was actually accurate or not, you know, maybe that guy didn't do any of that stuff, maybe he did exactly what Mark dreamt, and that was a vision from God, I have no idea, but what is so clear, there was this constant desire to protect his power and to make sure that he maintained control. The speed at which someone could find themselves on the wrong side of a power struggle was Mark. Whether that struggle was real or perceived was breathtaking. And Karen Schaefer is an early example of the consequences of that perception. You heard about Karen a little earlier, when she described coming to Mars Hill because of the spiritual awakening she saw in her sons. When they arrived at the church, there were only about 200 people attending, and they watched the church grow rapidly through those early years. Karen was in graduate school at the time, working on a master's in organizational leadership. And when Mark saw her passion for the church and her gifts, he reached out to her with an idea.
1: He said, I know that you went to school because you want to lead an organization. But he said, I really think we need you and I need you. And I would really love it if you would come and work for me and be my executive assistant. I went home and I told my husband and... We prayed about it, and I remember saying to him, very prophetically actually, you know, it's really dangerous to work for the church you love.
0: Mars Hill was bursting at the seams at the time, and Mark was preaching seven times every Sunday. The church's finances were disorganized and scattered. Everything was a frenzy, trying to keep up with the Sunday-to-Sunday work. A building campaign that came up a few months later pushed an already worn out team deeper and deeper into a deficit of weariness.
1: He was exhausted. And um, he would say to me every once in a while, I think my adrenals are shot. He just was operating on fumes. um, And he was just spent.
0: Karen, meanwhile, was pouring her life into the church, helping with the capital campaign, working on decor, and serving as Mark's assistant along the way. Several months after they'd moved into the building, Karen was at a dinner with several other families from the church. After the meal, as things were winding down, she found herself in a conversation with two elders' wives who wanted to know what it was like working for Mark. She started that conversation naming off what she loved about Mark and Mars Hill, his love of the scriptures, the help she could provide on sermons and Sunday prep, watching Mark's mind work, his photographic memory, his family. And then they asked what the most difficult thing was about working for Mark.
1: My answer was, was not about myself so much at all. It, I said, I think it's watching him and seeing that he needs more men around him to go toe to toe with him. He needs more men who will not say yes to him but really challenge him.
0: She didn't think anything more about it, and a couple of days went by. Then she got a call from Jamie Munson, Mars Hill's executive pastor, asking her to come to a meeting with him and Mark. She knew something was up. So on a Thursday at 2 o'clock, she showed up at Jamie's office, unsure what to expect.
1: Jamie's office was much smaller than Mark's, and we were almost knee to knee, all three of us. And there was this immediate sense of, for me anyway, intimidation. I could see that Mark was blazing mad. And I've never experienced in my life up to that point, that kind of rage emanating from anyone. And so I sat down and, um, and he said to me, "Do you know why you're here?" And he said, "You're being accused of heresy." And Mike, I, uh, I just lost all sense of of myself, other than this kind of sound uh, and almost feeling of rushing water through my body. I I was just in shock and i said what what